Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to Shift. This is our virtual live edition of the kickoff. This is actually the first time we've ever done a virtual live for a kickoff. Normally, y'all be in the building. We playing bingo. We got food. We got games. All y'all laughing and dancing and et cetera, et cetera. But tonight, we are doing it differently. Um, you know, we wanted to definitely... Uh, come and meet with you in your homes and just make this thing just still a community and a connection. So for those that do not know me, my name is Baca. I am the young adult pastor for Shift College Young Adult Ministry. Um, I do not take it lightly at all. This is definitely an honor and a privilege to be able to be speaking to you directly as well as uh, represent our church as a whole. So just want to give a shout out to my mother and my father in the spirit our pastors, Pastor Creflo Dollar and Pastor Taffy Dollar, uh, we have the most amazing church in the world. World Changes Church International. And if you're in the building, let me get a squad. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so again, for those that do not know, and if this is your first time ever coming to Shift, I'm going to just let you know right now. Um, I hope that you've already been enjoying it, you know, with the videos and some of our interactions online. But at the same time, this is something that is definitely going to change your life. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just kick this thing off. I'm going to open up in a word of prayer and we're going to get started. Father God, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for this time. I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord God, for the the just the ability to connect with everyone virtually, live, um, so that even there's, there's no distance in the spirit. So I thank you, Father God, for the lives that are changed already. We thank you, Lord God, for the impact that takes place this evening, Father. And I just praise you and thank you, Lord, for using me. So, Holy Spirit, you have free access. I acknowledge you first, knowing that when I do so, that you will direct my path. So, Lord, I receive your direction. I thank you, Lord God, that you have already spoken the words that need to be spoken. Holy Spirit, you have spoken those things and brought back to my remembrance those things that I need to remember. And, Holy Spirit, you have access to interrupt rearrange, change, breathe, stretch, shake, let it go, do whatever you want to do to this message. But I just praise you, Father God, that by the end of this night, lives will be forever impacted. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we believe and receive this thing and all that agree said. Amen. All right. So with this kickoff, again, since we are doing it a little different, um, I wanted to, I, I was kind of going back and forth a little bit with God. I was like, all right, Lord. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And he was like, don't worry about it. I got you. I said, okay, what are we going to do? I, You know, normally I'm in the building. I'm speaking directly to people. I'm looking at faces. And it just flowed away. It flow. I prepare, but you still interrupt. You do what you do. So I'm like, okay, cool. So when it came time for this evening, I was like, all right, Lord, um, there's a lot going on. And the last thing I want to do is be insensitive to anybody that is affected by all that is going on with, um, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, um, I forgot her name, her name, Rona. She has another name, <laughs> but I was like, all right, I don't want to be insensitive, but at the same time, I'm still, I am a believer. And it was simple the way that he, of course, communicated back to me. He said, see, this is the thing you're in this world, but you're not of this world. So it's not about being insensitive because you are a part of what's going on. But at the same time, sometimes you need to shine your light like I told you to do. And it's not really sometimes, it's all the time. Because when the world is dark, that means there's an illumination that's missing. That means that sometimes us as believers, we become quiet. We become silent. And what I'm saying is the earth is in earnest expectation. 
for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. And as sons and daughters of God, we have a responsibility. And what's that responsibility? Open up our mouth and let it be known. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So I'm going to just jump straight into this. I'm going to give you a quick little title. <laughs> My title is uh, Silence the Noise and Speak. I'm say it one more time. And be sure to take notes because uh, Holy Spirit, just he always does his thing, and I'm excited. I'm already, I got my my paper right here next to me because I'm like, all right, Lord, I know you about to let it rip, and I'm ready to take notes on everything. So the title, once again, is Silence the Noise, Speak. Speak. So the reality is we will either speak up or we will be spoken for. That's just what's going on. And it's crazy that no matter where you turn, no matter where you look, you're reminded of what's going on. You're reminded of the fear, of the panic, of the, the, the anxiety, of the worry, of the doubt. But the thing that I kind of find, to be honest, alarming is I'm reminded that a lot of believers aren't believers. And a lot of believers aren't believing the way that they say they believe. Now, in no way, this is no judgment at all, but this is something that we have to just be honest. Because what happens is when the pressure comes on, Whatever's inside of you will come out. So let's, I mean, if you, you can think about a sponge. If you take a sponge right now and the sponge by itself, in and of itself, is just a dry piece of styrofoam type texture or whatever. <laughs> but if you take that, that little um, sponge and you drop it in water, it absorbs all of the water. It absorbs the environment. It absorbs everything that it's surrounded by. What it surrounds itself with, that sponge absorbs it. But when the pressure comes on, if that sponge has water in it and you squeeze it with enough pressure, 10 times out of 10, orange juice is not going to come out. You know why? Because orange juice isn't what's in it. There's water that's in it or, what, again, whatever it was absorbing. So I want to ask this question, and this is directed at you. What are you filling yourself up with? Are you filling yourself up with the news? Are you one of those people that's like every single second you're like, oh, what's going on? Oh, there's another broadcast. Oh, there's another special. Oh, there's another such and such. Oh, there's another, there's another, there's another. There's always another. And I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a politician. None of that. But the thing that I do know is either I can accept and surround myself with all of the panic, all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of the negative information, either I can surround myself with that or I can surround myself with what God has promised me. So what has God promised you? He's, he, he's promised you, first off, that you will have long life. He's promised you, promised you that he will never leave you nor forsake you. But some of us in this time are feeling alone. I don't know about y'all, but uh, it wasn't Rona. It was some other. It was it was a Corona. It was a, a Miss Ona. It was a, a T Ona. It was a somebody. But a lot of stuff was happening even earlier before everything hit for for my, myself and my home. And I know that I was sitting there like, Lord, now I believe you, and I know, I know you here, but it sure feel quiet. <laughs> it sure. I'm like, uh, it's silent. I don't hear anything. And I started to wonder, like, okay, uh, am I am I missing something? Is uh, you know what's really going on? And what I noticed was the noise of the panic and the fear was getting louder than the noise of the promises of God. 
So I had to check myself and really Holy Spirit said, the reason why you're hearing that more is because you're not speaking about me more. Like you're speaking of me less, so you're hearing this more. It's almost like this seesaw. All right, so this is kind of where we are. We're in between, and this is actually lukewarm. Like you're, nobody's up, nobody's down. But what happens is you say, oh man, it, everything's going on. People are dying, people are hurting. Oh my gosh, people are getting sick. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you're offset. Or you can say, I am the healed protecting my health. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I were healed, past tense. Oh, I am the righteousness of God. God loves me. Because God loves me, nothing else matters. And you're not living this seesaw life. So what I'm saying is, and this is actually just the introduction. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what are you filling yourself up with? Because you have a choice. The Bible says that God sets before you life and death, blessing and curses. But you still have to choose. But he told you, he said, look, choose life. Choose life. Don't choose the curses. Don't choose death. Choose life. So what are you filling yourself up with? Whatever you focus on the most, you will become. That's just the reality of life. That's the way we are. That's the way we're wired. That's the way we're made up. Whatever we focus on the most is what we will ultimately become. So I'm going to go to a couple of scriptures. And we're going to go straight into this. All right, so we can go to 1 Peter, Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. And remember, the title is Silence the Noise, Speak. So everybody there? All right, cool. So I'm going to read this from the message translation, and it says in verses 9 through 10, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. I'm going to read that one more time. But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something from rejected to accepted. Now, I wanted to start with this scripture simply because, as I said in the beginning, we are in this world, but we're not of it. And a lot of times we kind of find ourselves wanting to relate to everyone. And sometimes we want to relate to people's fear and their panic because then we feel like we belong to a body of people. We're like, oh, man, me too. Oh, that happened. Oh, you, you were hurting? Oh, shoot, I was hurting. Oh, your, uh, your nose was stuffed up? <coughs> Me too. It's, look, <laughs> we're in this world, but we're not of it. And what's missing is no one's showing the difference. No one's showing the difference, or there's not of the difference being expressed. We're supposed to be standing out. We're supposed to be those peculiar people. But if we're not opening up our mouths, if we're not speaking as his instruments, because he, he said, this is he, as in God. He said, you are my instruments. And if we're not speaking out, there's no instrumentation being made. So what's really going on? Are we going to remain silent or are we going to allow others to speak for us? And others as in, oh, well, you're going through this certain situation. I guess I am too. So that right there, 
to be honest, for myself, it really hit me because, again, as I said earlier this year, I was like, Lord, where is you? Because hmm? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, Lord. I need a hug or something. I need my daddy. And I promise you, this, this, it's like every now and then I have these moments, but this definitely was another moment. Like I was, um, I believe, I think I was working or something at my desk and I just heard, I am your dad. I heard it's clear as day and I just busted out crying. My wife was there. She could tell you. And she was right. If we were at shift, she'll be sitting there. She was like, mm -hmm, he sure was crying. I'm talking about glory. It started off as glory, but then it turned into something else. It, you know, the, <laughs> where you can't breathe, you just, <laughs> but I know when it, when it hit me as far as God just reminding me that I'm your dad, I was like, I needed that. I needed to be reminded. And that followed up with God also reminded me that the reason why it's silent is because you're not talking. It's silent because you're not talking. So if it's silent for you, ask yourself, what are you saying? Because obviously you're not saying enough. Obviously, you're either allowing words to just hover around you and just skate around you and you just literally are surrounded by negativity that you're like, man, it sure is quiet. I wish God would do something. I wish he would do something. I wish, where Jesus said, is he coming back yet? Because my student loans, I ain't going to pay them. Like, I need something. And we're, we're, we're saying all these things and God the whole time is saying, I gave that responsibility and that power to you. You are my instruments. You are my instruments. Let me tell you something really dope about instruments. Um, a keyboard by itself is just keys. A trumpet by itself is just a trumpet. But until somebody blows on the trumpet, until somebody plays the keys, it's literally just a piece. It's just it's just an instrument. It's just something standing there. Sometimes it's just a it's just a um, it's just an accent in the home. But what happens? When somebody blows into that trumpet. Yeah, you know I was cold on that trumpet. <laughs> but what happens when you blow that instrument? Music comes out. And to be honest, what I'm even seeing just, and I'm speaking towards myself as well, because as I said at the beginning, this is Holy Spirit show. I'm just here listening. But what I'm seeing is nobody's playing their instrument. There's no melodies of God's love that's coming out. There's no melody, no instrumentation of, of God's peace is being spoken. So the world is sitting there like, what is going on? Where, where's my help? Where, where is some, some hope? Where's some relief? And now it's turning into, well, I'm waiting for my hope from the government and God is like, man, that government can't do nothing because some of y'all rent is about $1,500, $1,700. $1, what you going to do with twelve? All you going to do is say, man, I got $1,200. I wish I had some more. And God is like, well, I am more. I am more. Drink from me and you won't be thirsty again. I am more. I'm literally everything you need, but we're looking for replacements. And God is like, you can't replace me. I am it. I am it. I'm literally everything. And you can't replace everything with nothing. So, nothing in the Bible works if you don't believe it. I'm going to say that again. Nothing in the Bible works if you don't believe it. But here's the kicker. 
we all know about in Romans 10, 9 and 10, how, you know, it says as far as believing with your heart, you know, um, confess with your mouth and such and such. But to believe in your heart means to believe with your spirit. It means to believe apart from your body. Now, this is a key because to be honest, what's going on is sometimes we're we're believing and we're basing our believing on how we feel. But how we feel a lot of times is based on what we surround ourselves with. So that creates the realities that we see. But if you're not, if you're not actually, <laughs> if you're if you're thinking that your your um your body is gonna agree with your spirit, <laughs> you in for a surprise. You want to know why? Because we are three part beings. Let me tell you this right now. We if you go to, if you're a member of World Changers Nation, then you know exactly what I'm about to say. I am a spirit. I possess a soul. And I live in a physical body. I'm going to say it again. I am a spirit. I possess a soul. And I live in a physical body. So what that means is. Each of us were created by God. We all know this. If you don't know Genesis 1, 26, 27. God made each of us in, our, in his image. And in his likeness. He made each of us to be just like him. But he made each of us as living, breathing, speaking spirits. We are spirits. That is who we are. You know how I know? Because what happens when you die? Your clothes fall off. What happens when you go take a shower? You take your clothes off. But you're not your t-shirt. You're not your sweater. That's just a, a garment. This is just a garment. But the real me, I am an actual spirit. So I can't die. How are you going to kill a spirit? Hmm. How? You going to shoot a spirit? Hmm. No, you can't. So... Because I'm a spirit, I possess a soul and I live in a body. And, you know, enough. if I was in person, then, of course, I would do the illustration. So I'm going to do my best. Just imagine this is my spirit. This is my soul. And this is my body. <laughs> Those, all, all my shifters has definitely have been around for the illustration of this. You know that I'll get my people and we all come together and, you know, we, we do the thing. But this is my spirit. So this is who I am right here. So just imagine, just, okay, go there. This is my spirit. This is my soul. So this is my thinker, my chooser, my feeler. This is my body. This is what happens. My spirit and my body are literally fighting. They're wrestling right now because they're saying, all right, I'm the champion. And this one's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, bro. I'm the champion. And my soul is like, well, which one do I need to go to? Because I don't know nothing. All I know is I bow down to whoever takes hold of me. So my spirit is saying, all right, I'm the righteousness of God, right? I am the hill protecting my health. My spirit is saying that I have a covenant with God. My spirit is saying that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. My spirit is saying that God has caused my thoughts to become agreeable with his will. This is my spirit. My body is saying, boy, you don't know nothing. Listen, this is what you really got. All you got is what I give you. So you got the money in your pocket, the money you work for, you got the food that you eat, you got the, the sex that you have. Like All you have is what I give you. And your spirit is saying, nah, bro, all you have is what God has already given you. And your body, is, you, you get what I'm saying? Like they're, they're going back and forth. And your mind or your soul is saying, I agree with whoever has more influence because I don't like being pulled. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> so what's going on is whatever you're filling up with, your soul is going to sway that way. So if I'm sitting there filling myself up with God 
and with, with what I believe, then my soul is saying, oh, okay, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to get it. All right, all right, I'm starting to get it. But if I'm filling myself up with doubt, with negativity, my soul is like, man, shoot, I'm starting to get it. <laughs> I'm starting to get it. Like, you see the tone even changes. Like, I'm starting to get it. I, you know what? I did cough. I did have a little itch in my throat. I did have, you know what? It's pollen. It's pollen. But your body is saying, look, I don't know nothing. I just know that I don't want to be here and I'm just tired. So your body is, is trying to destroy you ultimately because your body has an expiration. But your spirit is forever. And your spirit is like, hold on. We got work to do. You're healed. Confess your healing. Believe and receive it. Believe in what Jesus has already done for you. But if you don't believe it, then you're going to keep being in this wrestle, this tug of war. And that don't do nothing but give you a headache. <laughs> so your body believes what its senses respond to. And the only way to speak to your spirit is by the word of God. The reason why I say that, first of all, it's the word of God. <laughs> but the reason why I also say that is because you, you, you have this certain language. Your spirit has a certain language. And it responds and reacts immediately to the word of God. But your body has a natural language. Your body believes what it feels. Your body's like, shoot, you know what? I am cold. Your body, your, but your spirit is like, no, you're, you're actually not cold. You're actually good. You know what? You're not hungry. And your body's like, no, I am hungry. I want a honey bun, 10 of them. And your spirit is like, no, you need to work out because you need to keep your body so that we can continue to do what we need to do. So you get what I'm kind of saying. Like what I'm saying is, again, your body believes what its senses respond to. And the only way to speak to your spirit is by the word of God. So if you're not speaking to your spirit by the word of God, then your body is saying, well, I guess I'm in control because you don't know who you really are. So I'm going to go to one more scripture. Because I, I definitely want to be mindful of my time and I, I got to drive this one home. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. And you can go to verse 25. We're going to do 25 through 34. Ah, are y'all getting anything out of this? I pray that you are because, you know, I'm just being honest. I am. I pray that this is challenging you. I pray that this is igniting you. I pray that this is getting you to respond in a way that you say, you know what? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm bound down to something that's beneath me? Hold on, bruh. Hold on, bruh. This ain't me. This ain't what we doing. I am a child of God. Why do I? Who is this uncircumcised Rona? You don't want it with me. That's the way we're supposed to be responding. We're like all of us are supposed to turn into Denzel Washington and be like, you don't, you don't know what you, you don't, you, you don't. You don't knock my mic over. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let me get let me get back to it. <laughs> so Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 34. All right, so it says, it reads, and again, I'm reading from the message translation. So it reads, if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to life, to your life, than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God, and you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror even gotten ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? 
all this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. Verse 30. And here, here this is where we are. And this 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 well, this is this is literally my life scripture. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never ever even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. And then verse 34 reads, Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Mm. If, if anything, if you ain't getting not nothing out of this tonight, if anything, take verse 34 and just let that thing just sit. Or as it says, steep. And if you don't know what steep is, if you take a tea bag and put it in water, you let it steep. So you let it just sit and simmer. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let that thing, let all of the, let all of the juices and the berries and the nooks and the crannies, let it all just come out. Sit. Let it sit right there. And I wanted to read this because, again, I know with so much going on, I know that it's, we can, we can get so consumed in what tomorrow is or what tomorrow isn't. We can get so caught up in, well, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It might be, it's like in four weeks, in six months, like I'm nervous that I'm going to lose my job. Why not just think about today? Why not just take today? Take today, say, you know what? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. God made today for you. Tomorrow, tomorrow will come with tomorrow's issues. That's a reality. But you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. Because have you ever, ever, now, ain't no bird catching no Rona. Ain't no bird sitting there waiting on the government to send them some worms. Ain't no bird sitting there waiting on somebody to build them a nest. That bird is sitting there like, hmm, this show is nobody outside today. <laughs> This sure is some nice weather. And that bird is sitting there saying, you know what? I'm going to go, uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm hungry. And it goes down and catches the food. Or even if you think about the wildflowers, when you're getting off the exit on the highway and you just turn to the side, you're like, man, that sure is pretty. Light turned green, let me keep on going. You don't even think twice about it. But that's God literally just demonstrating, I got you. The way we lose focus of God having us is when we start to try and have ourselves. But God can't have you if you have you. Who gonna, who gonna, who gonna, who, who got it? Who's gonna take care of you? God said to cast all of your care, the whole lot of your care on me because I care for you. But some of us care about ourselves too much and we don't even know who God is. But we are God's people, we are God's chosen. 
And this world is waiting for us to choose the instrument that we are and start using it. This world is waiting for us to open our mouths and let his glory be seen. But the longer we stay silent, somebody else is speaking for you. So I want to ask you this question. Who's speaking for you? Who's speaking for you? And you know how when you're sitting there, you have friends or you, you like walk into a room and you see a whole bunch of people sitting at a table and then they stop talking and you like, you get start getting all insecure. You're like, what, what y'all, what y'all doing? Oh, nothing, nothing. But you know, like, you know, and you know where they were just talking about you. And your first thought that comes up is, man, but they know my character. How come nobody was speaking up for me? Look, who's speaking for you? If you don't open your mouth, don't nobody hear it. If you never open your mouth, don't nobody hear it. And you can't be mad that they not listening because you ain't saying nothing. So what are you saying? Are you saying what you believe or are you agreeing with the panic? It's really your choice because today, I said before you, life and death, blessing and curses. Choose life. Choose to take this time wherever you are and say, you know what? I don't know what's going on. I fell out for a minute. I was tripping for a lot of minutes. But, hey, I ain't got nothing else. <laughs> I need Jesus. Like, I need him now more than I ever needed him because I realized I don't know. So if that's you, and I, I, I know it's you because it was me. Every now and then, it's not a thing that you're, I'm saying, oh, go get resaved. You can't get resaved. Once you saved, you saved. But it's recommitting. It's saying, you know what? Out of everything that's going on, I realized the most solid foundation or the most solid thing that I can hold on to is the fact that God loves me. So, if you have nothing else to hold on to, if you have nothing else to hold on to, that is a truth that you can you can literally sit there. You can make a bed. You can build. You can pitch a tent. You can live there, knowing that God loves you. But some of us are thinking that with all that's going on, God must be mad at me. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you didn't know. God ain't thinking not a now nothing bad thought about you. You know how I know? Because every bad thought that God had about you, it was given to Jesus. Every single bad thought. And you might be sitting there, no, you don't know how bad, how bad my thoughts are because I got some bad thoughts. Look, all of the porn, all of the drugs, all of the lying, all of the cheating, all of the savage. <laughs> I got to get my life with this mic. I promise I keep knocking it over. <laughs> But all of the stuff that you're holding on to and, and you're thinking that, well, God won't love me. He won't accept me because the way that I'm made up or the, the thoughts that I have. Look, God ain't scared of your thoughts. You know, Jesus hung out with Judas and he knew Judas was going to betray him. Hmm. Think about it. Message. Jesus could have easily been like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, bro. Jew. Hey, Peter. Hey, go on. Hey, 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 cut this fool up, bro. <laughs> Up. He could have easily said that. But he was he knew that he was gonna betray him and still was his friend. So God is not afraid of your thoughts. You just afraid to let him know what he already know. Because he knows you more than you ever could. And he knows that what you've been holding on to is not the real you. So that is my time. For this message. But before I get out of here, I'm not gonna just leave right there because that's that's like a cliffhanger. You just in the oh, 
This is the reality. My brothers and my sisters. My bros and my... I don't know what, what the girls are called. <laughs> my bros and my girls. <laughs> the reality is, God wants you. All jokes aside, God wants you. But God wants you as you are. He doesn't want you to be perfect. He's not looking for perfection. If God wanted you perfect, why does he need Jesus? That means that you can work for your own perfection. And then say, all right, God, mm -mm -mm, I'm cleaned up. I'm ready. Let's go. He's like, cool. You passed the test. Now you are a, a platinum gold member Christian. So now I can use you. God's like, look, I can use somebody that stutters. I can use somebody that kill people. I can use people that lie. You know, uh, if you ain't know, Abraham told everybody Sarah was his sister. And that was his whole wife. And God still used them. Moses, dang on. Was a stutterer. Today, Junior. And God still used them. He can use everything that you're ashamed of. Because he uses it for his glory. The only thing is you holding on to it so much because you don't think he can use you. I'm going to tell you right now. From a country boy from College Park, Georgia. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana made, raised in Atlanta, middle child of three. If God can use me, God can use you. And he wants you. He wants to. He wants to. So, just as I read, and I'm going to, this is, I'm, I'm closing. <laughs> just as I read in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, 9 through 10. And I'm going to just read that, that one part one more time for you know. But you are the ones chosen by God and chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. We are not only his instruments, we are his ambassadors. And as his ambassadors, all he wants is for each of us to represent him, to represent him. To represent him as I am, with your countryness, with your savageness, with your coolness, with your dorkiness. He wants to use you as you are and show you who you really are. But if you've never accepted him, if you don't actually, if this is the first time you're hearing that, and you think that God has been beating you up and just putting you through hell because he's like, I got to take you through hell for you to get to heaven. That's not the truth. God wants to reveal the heaven that's in you. He just needs you to believe it. So, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're like, man, I hear everything you're saying, Baca, and um, honestly, I'm going to be real. I start crying, and I'm so glad I was at home because I can actually let go. I'm, I'm like, I don't even want to look at the, the, the screen right now because I'm like nervous that you're looking at me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but if you're sitting there, you're like, man, I've never heard it like this. I never heard that, that Jesus was actually cool. That he was actually just a real, a real dude. And he just wants me to see his realness so then I can be real with him. And that's all he needs. If that's your first time hearing this, I just want you to do this. I want you to repeat this after me. I'm going to show you how simple this is. Because I don't want you getting off of this not knowing that you got a, a whole new life that's waiting for you. So repeat this after me. Father God, 
I come to you now knowing that what I was is not who I am. I believe that you have died for me. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life acting like that's not true. I receive you into my heart and I ask you, save me. I want the life that you have for me, not the life that I try to make for myself. I believe you died and I receive your life now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. You see that? It wasn't nothing deep about it, was it? You felt like you were talking to your friends. Because God was like, look, I'm your friend. Again, I just want you to want me. That's, that's literally what God is saying. I just want you to want me. But some of us be treating him like he's this ugly girl we don't want to talk to. But God, he ain't ugly. <laughs> so, I pray that you got some things out of this. Because I know that, again, I know for myself, I definitely did. Because I know I, I know where I was before Jesus. I knew, I knew that I, I was literally running. I said, uh-uh, I don't want to believe. Because this ain't real. I was there. I was that person too. But the night and day difference of who God is in my life? Why would you want to be silent about it? The show ain't to fit in. Because God is too good. Ain't no Rona affecting me. Because I got Jesus. I only like Rona. I like water. That living water. Got that water. I got that water. Okay, too much. Don't worry about it. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> I just want to say I love y'all. And I thank you for spending this time with us. For rocking with us. And I... I just, I just want you to see the life that I know that God has for you. So, if you got anything out of this, right now on the screen, you will see a, a screen just giving you instructions on how to give. Because if you have gotten anything spiritual, it's not that you're paying for it at all. But it's just that you're exchanging. You're like, man, look, I got to give something. Like, you know how when you go to a restaurant and it's like as soon as you walk in, or if you go to Chick-fil-A, like I'm sure some of y'all have wanted to tip Chick-fil-A workers. But if you go to a restaurant, a nice restaurant, and if they're doing their job right, you leave out of there like, man, I just got to give you something. Because not only did you refill my water every time I thought about it, you brought me all the biscuits, the Cheddar Bay biscuits, and you brought me extra. You're like, I, I got to give you something. That's what giving is. It's not a I'm giving because if I give, God's going to give it right back. You might as well keep it. <laughs> God is like, I want you to give because you love me. And be happy about giving. Like, man, God has been too good, man. And all this stuff is going on and a thousand falling on my side, ten thousand on my left hand. It's not coming near me. I'm protected. I'm still working. I got clients coming from the north, south, east, and west. I'm blessed. I'm healed. I'm whole. My family as well. Everyone's I gotta give. So you can easily give right where you are. You can text. Um, text the number on the screen, and the instructions is really simple. You just text World Changers, leave a space, put the amount that you're giving, and then text that to the number on the screen. And once you text it, 
it comes back with the information. You say, yes, that's what I want to give. And then you send it. It's that simple. So, huh, this was so dope. This might be virtual, but uh, I feel like y'all was in the room with me. Just straight up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. And, um, yeah, this is dope. This is a this is this is a great way to kick it off. So, Father God, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for this time. I thank you, Father God, for the words that were spoken tonight. Holy Spirit, I thank you for showing up and showing out as you always do. I thank you, Lord God, for the lives that have been forever impacted and changed. I thank you, Lord God, that we will never, ever, ever be the same. And I thank you, Father, even for the realization for each of us to rise up in who we are in you, that we get to show this world, man, God is real. God is alive. He's not no soft little punk. He is the realest, and I have to tell somebody. So I thank you, Father God, for this, this resurgence, this revival, this fire, this awakening, this hunger, this passion to seek you and pursue you like never before. And I call that on each and every person that's under the sound of my voice right now. Father God, I thank you again for the lives that have been impacted and the lives behind the lives that have been impacted. So I just thank you, Father God, and I, I welcome, along with you, each and every new member into the family. Welcome. You will never be the same. So we just bless you right now, Lord Jesus, and in your name, Father, that we pray. Amen. Amen. And the last thing I want you to do, if you prayed that prayer, and you're like, man, I got to say, I want you to send us an email. Shoot us an email. Send it to shift at worldchangers.org. Shoot us an email. Say, I got it. That's what I want the subject to be. I got it. <laughs> Shoot us an email. Let us know your name. We want to send some stuff back to you, and we just want to stay connected with you. So we will see you guys next week. I love you guys. Till next time.